I speak to you in the name of our one God, our creator, redeemer, and sustainer. Amen. Lessons in Chemistry is a new novel on the bestseller list, and it's engaged in a bit of subversion. The book has a bubblegum pink cover with a stylized woman's face giving a side glance over her cat eye sunglasses. Her stylish bun is held tight on the top of her head with a sharpened pencil. It looks remarkably, remarkably like books I've seen in the young adult section of the library, although that's not where it's located. A recent article about the book and its genesis is titled, Are You Judging Her Book by Its Cover? The journalist calls the cover overtly feminine, signaling a light beach read for a day off. Inside, the story is about a brilliant woman in the late 1950s who becomes the face of a cooking show through which she educates her viewers on chemistry, self-worth, and agency. The sharp pencil in her bun is for warding off potential male harassers. In the novel, the baking show genre is subverted by the hard science and psychology that the main character offers, and when it comes to the book itself, its beach read appearance is subverted by the meaningful story of the strong-willed main character that we find between the covers. Not all readers are amused by the cover, however, and the author has gotten some hate mail from readers. One recent letter accused the author of being the worst romance novelist ever. That reader must have indeed judged the book by its cover. Indeed, it's a temptation to judge books by their covers, churches by their architecture, new acquaintances by their clothing, and even, I dare say, the season of Advent by the decorations we see at the mall and in our homes. For we are in the season of Advent, not the season of Christmas, but you might be hard-pressed to know it given the packaging and gloss that our culture assigns to the weeks before Christmas. And in this way, Advent engages in a bit of subversion. It subverts the cultural norm that the time between Thanksgiving and Christmas is one long celebration of Christmas. Rather, Advent says no and offers us a time of patient waiting and longing for Jesus the Christ. But we should be wary of judging Advent by its cover of purple garments, quiet compline at night, and a focus on prayer and penitence. Indeed, Advent is all those things. It's a time of preparation for Christmas in the church and a time of waiting and wondering and longing for the Christ child. It's a time when we are reminded we are deeply in need of a savior, and not the savior of merchandise or wrapped presents, but the savior who comes to save our mortal souls. Indeed, in preparing anew to meet Jesus for the first time as a babe in the stable, we sometimes forget that Advent is also a time when we acknowledge that we are waiting to meet Jesus a second time at his second coming. 
And this is where our gospel reading takes us today. Waiting for Christ's second coming is part of the Advent story, but it's not often written on the cover of the Advent book. So if we judge the book of Advent by its cover, we might miss it. And in this way, today's gospel reading does its own work of subversion because it upends our expectations. It's not focused on the child in the manger, but on the second coming of Christ in glory to gather and reconcile us all to himself. Today's gospel reading from Matthew is assigned to us as part of our three-year lectionary cycle for the first Sunday of Advent. This is our church's new year. And the text is from Jesus' last extended sermon to his disciples before the Passover dinner, his trial, crucifixion, and then resurrection. In our gospel, Jesus tells his disciples and us that he will return at an unexpected hour and we should be ready, really ready. By the time the gospel of Matthew was written, it was clear that Jesus was not coming back as quickly as expected. And so the author of Matthew is seeking to fill the new Christians with strength to continue waiting during this time of uncertainty. And so Jesus gives them and us an excellent reminder. Keep living. Keep living even as you are waiting for his second coming. To be ready for the second coming of Jesus does not mean receding away from daily life, but it means engaging more fully in daily life. By using the example of the people celebrating and marrying during the time of Noah and the men in the field and the women grinding meal, Jesus is reminding us that he comes upon us wherever we are, whatever we are doing. The extraordinary power of God will break through our ordinary lives into our work days and home lives. Jesus may come upon you anytime, brushing your teeth, arguing with your spouse, giving your child or dog a hug, or finalizing your work assignment. And it's just the beginning. The deeper we dig into this gospel, the more Advent upends our expectations. Because if you simply add the second coming to the cover of the Advent book, you might still judge the book wrongly. Jesus in the Gospel of Matthew is focused on both what is to come and on the needs of the current hour. Your needs and the needs of others. We are not to look forward so much that we forget to look around us. The Gospel of Matthew makes this clear in other lessons. Have you fed the poor, given drink to the thirsty, clothed the naked, comforted the afflicted? So that being ready for Jesus' return at an unexpected hour means living in the way that Jesus taught, with love and compassion and justice and peace and mercy. It means asking ourselves, am I living my life in the way of Jesus? Because Jesus will ask this question of us when he returns, and we must be ready to answer it. The next chapter of Matthew makes this clear. To respond to the needs of the current hour can mean many things, large and small. Being civil with your family at the Thanksgiving table when you disagree. Helping those living in poverty, volunteering with our room in the inn ministry, collecting warm clothes for your children's school's coat drive, 
It's about fighting for justice for those marginalized by society or killed by gun violence. It's about smiling and thanking workers at Walmart and the mall this holiday season, both big and small. To be ready for Jesus is to be responsive to Jesus' teachings in our daily lives. It is to keep living as he taught us. And that's a reminder that subverts our expectations for this season. For to be ready for the second coming of Jesus isn't just about our individual human relationships with God in Christ. When we do our prayers and we're satisfied with our own salvation, it's about being members, rather, of humanity, part of community, serving and loving each other as Christians in relationship with one another and with God in Christ. Today's gospel reading reminds us that we aren't supposed to know everything, but we are supposed to do something. And the something we do is not just for ourselves, but also for those in need. And we are to do it all in the spirit of hope and trust that Jesus, the baby, is also Christ the King who comes in glory. If you were to design the cover of the book of Advent that would signal to others what Advent is about, it wouldn't be enough to paint it purple for penitence or dark blue for the night sky with Christ's light dawning in the corner. It wouldn't be enough to depict a farmer or a miller or a doctor or a nurse or a teacher or a tech worker on the cover doing their work, going through their daily lives. It wouldn't be enough to depict Jesus the baby or Christ's coming in second glory. It wouldn't be enough to show a shelter for the unhoused for dinner or cots and the room in the inn ministry. Indeed, the cover of the book of Advent is not complete until you put yourself on it. Because above all, Advent isn't a static moment in time, a passive four weeks of your life. Advent is from the Latin adventus, which means coming, from the verb to come and the preposition toward, adventus. So I encourage you to think of Advent as a two-way verb. To Advent is what you do when you move toward Christ in prayer, towards others in service, and toward the hope that Jesus the Christ is indeed coming. To Advent is also what Christ does in our lives, in the ordinary and extraordinary moments. Christ comes toward us, both as a baby in a manger and as the king at a second coming. And so Christ advents us. Using Advent as a verb is another way to upend our expectations of this season. So I say, this first Sunday of Advent, let the adventing begin. Amen. <laughs>